Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Good to have you along. Today, I want to have a chat about a question I receive a lot. So I've got a mailing list and this podcast and blog and stuff. So I get probably every week, maybe every couple of days, there's someone emailing me from somewhere around the world who is either starting or is running a business, whether that's consulting or technology, somewhere in the HR sector. So, you know, recruitment and selection or employee engagement, diversity, inclusion, you know, that sort of stuff. And the question is, Ben, how do we get more clients? How do we get more customers? And so I always say to them, you've got to step back and look at asking better questions. So the framework that we use with clients when we're doing our work to support customers or clients in the HR space is a five-step framework. So it's looking at the positioning and the offers and then the optimization of the business at the marketing side of things. And then is it paid? unpaid channels of marketing, and then finally scaling up and reaching into those things. So the questions have to be a little deeper than how do we get more clients? How do we get more customers? So for example, to start at the foundational level, how is the business positioned? Are you aiming at the right people? So the analogy might be, I could give you a billion dollar budget to go and market your business, which may be a wonderful meat burger bar, But if you spend all of that money aiming at at a vegetarian audience, you're going to get zero customers. And vice versa, if you've got a vegetarian or vegan restaurant and you're marketing a billion-dollar marketing campaign towards meat eaters, you're going to have zero customers. So positioning is everything. But the element to add to that, which a lot of people miss or forget, is the offer within that positioning. So yes, you can say, yeah, we're an employee engagement consulting firm and we focus on professional services companies of... 500 to 10,000 employees or whatever it may be. Or we are a recruitment firm and we specialize in franchise businesses in the United States. Whatever it may be, you may have a positioning and I always recommend having some sort of narrowed down niche or niche so that it makes your marketing and everything you do with sales and marketing easier. But once you've chosen that area of speciality or that focus area, you definitely need to work out what your offers are. And so the offers may be the actual paid services, whether that's software or consulting. You may have tiers, different levels of services and products, but also your free stuff, whether that's the actual free consultation or a strategy call or a demo, whatever that is. You've got to position that offer in an attractive way because it's a crowded market. And so everyone knows that a free strategy call or a demo may just be another sales call. And with the world going remote, everyone's online, we're doing Zoom calls all the time. They don't want another sales call, have to sit there on the computer and have a Zoom call with someone just to get pitched at, right? So you need to position that in an attractive way and, you know, give some thought to that. And then for particularly around consulting businesses, what kind of entry level service can you offer that introduces your services to their business? So whether that's some sort of entry-level consultation, some sort of road mapping session, some sort of short briefing session, a report or a guide, is there some sort of 
entry-level service or product that you can offer that introduces you. So there's lots to think about, but the, the question, if you want to step back and look at it, that first foundational level is, how is our positioning in our office? What's it like? Have we got some strong positioning and offers in place? Could we do it better? What are our competitors doing in this area? What does our market want? What do the people we want? And if we have customers and clients already, what do they tell us? What do they like the most? You follow the 80-20 rule. 80% of your customers or clients will like 20% of your services or products the most. It's just, it just seems to wash out that way. So focus on asking the questions around your positioning and offers. Then you're moving into the optimization section. And that's around the online marketing bit. So that's where I focus on how's your website structured? Are you wasting website traffic that you get? Yeah, you've got your positioning and your offers in place. That's fantastic. And if you say, well, I'm going to go around giving speeches everywhere, or I'm going to go to every conference under the sun, or I'm going to run some paid ads, or I'm going to start a blog or post on LinkedIn all the time. If you are going to get people to visit to your website, what are you going to do to either collect their email address or possibly do some retargeting or channel them through into those special offers or the meeting request stuff. So it's it's around looking at that sort of conversion flow and seeing what you can do because there is so much cool stuff that you can do and you can have automated messages triggered via email or LinkedIn or you can have those ads that follow people around to say, well, you're nearly there, but let's have a call. So here's the booking link, that kind of stuff. So your questions around that are, well, We've done the work to get our positioning in our offers, right? What are we doing to improve our conversion rates? And when you think of conversion rates, you might think of a sliding scale or a funnel, if you like. So at the top might be traffic, and then it might be leads, whether that's people opting in for free resources, eBooks, webinars, stuff like that. And then it might be calls or demos or some sort of what I call pre-sales conversion event, which is maybe you might roll a webinar, a briefing session into that. So you've got your traffic, your leads, your calls, your offers or your proposals, and then wins or losses. You could have looked at it that way. And of course, each bit you can dive into in more detail and track where stuff comes from or where it goes. But what are you doing to improve those numbers at every stage of that funnel? That's the key. Then you can ask questions at the next level around the unpaid marketing stuff. So most businesses, you know, in their mix, they might have a, a blog, a newsletter, content on LinkedIn, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So you might ask yourself, is that enough? Are we doing the right things? Are we doing it in the right format? Are we doing enough in terms of frequency and volume? You might then say, well, what are our competitors doing? And I don't mean, you know, it's a ruthless cutthroat world. We've got to copy everything that everyone else does. But it's always worth having a look around to see what other businesses are doing to see, well, what can we do? So for instance, are you running webinars whereby you're inviting either your mailing list or other people's mailing lists to training sessions, briefing sessions, where you're going to educate them on special topics? Because if someone can spend 45 minutes to an hour with you learning about stuff that you're an expert in, and if you're a product, then you can showcase your product as in the background, this is all made easier by using our software. Or if you're a consulting firm, of course, you can give case studies and examples of how you fixed problems that are being described in their webinar. But if you can get 50, 100, hundreds, you know, thousand people on a webinar, you would expect that the funnel that we described earlier in the previous stage 
you'd have some pretty solid numbers coming through. You know, so you're going to have your traffic, your leads, your sales calls or pre-sales conversion events, proposals and wins. You know, so if you can keep that process going potentially through webinars and so you can ask questions about are we doing enough what topics are we doing etc and if you can keep doing them then you can keep filling up that funnel questions then you can come back to this section later in the in the final step of scaling of how to improve it but that's one area that's webinars but you might then say well what else should we be doing if we typically would launch a podcast we run lots of podcasts for companies We've, oh my gosh, how many hundreds of episodes we've done and thousands of hours we've helped produce for clients because it's just such a powerful marketing tool. Personally, I love podcasts because you're sharing your thoughts, your expertise, you can get on guests, you can bring on influencers, you can bring on potential customers and clients. It also gives you content to reuse, reshare, so you can take snippets and put on it on LinkedIn or you can write it out as an article, all sorts of things. But it's a wonderful way of unlocking the knowledge that's in your brain and getting it out there. And when you use, for instance, my business, we can produce that for you and get that out there in a way that just you turn up to a Zoom call, have a chat with someone or record a conversation yourself, and then that's it. The rest just happens like clockwork under the surface, if you like. So you can look at the various unpaid marketing channels. So questions to ask there are, are we doing enough in terms of the unpaid Again, that 80-20 thing of all the different things we've done, you know, blogs and webinars and articles and things, what actually performed the best because every business is different. So things that have brought in either more traffic, more leads, more pre-sales conversions, more proposals, can you track that? And if so, let's do more of that stuff. And don't be afraid to repeat yourself. I mean, if you're on a winner, stick to it. So keep promoting it and just keep going it that way. Then the next stage is paid. Ask yourself questions, are we ready to do paid marketing? And a big one is, have you worked out that conversion stuff first? I always recommend getting the, the conversion optimization stuff done first before you move into paid marketing because you're just going to waste money. You know, so people who go and buy a standard and expo for five grand, well, you're going to get a lot of people walking by grabbing a free cookie or something from you and then moving on to the next stand and see you later while they wait for the next speech to start. Some expos can be wonderful, but yeah, I'm not a big fan. So when you're looking at the pay channels, you've got to look at, well, will it work? And are we ready for it? For instance, if we have an expo, what's our plan of attack? How are we going to get people to our stand? If we get them to our stand, how are we going to capture the details, i.e. their email details and stuff like that? Are you ready for Google ads or Facebook ads or LinkedIn ads or doing paid marketing to third-party email lists. There are all sorts of HR media mailing lists and they're great for, for instance, filling up a webinar. So let's say you decide to start doing webinars. You can pay to get that room filled, if you like. If you haven't got a big enough mailing list, well, let's go and buy one in and get a couple of hundred people on it who are listening and watching and thinking, wow, this is really good. And then you get the sales calls. So your questions around the paid marketing have to be, well, are we ready for it? Have we got our conversion optimization stuff done? If so, what's going to be the right channel for us? Is it Facebook? Is it LinkedIn? Is it Google? Is it paid email lists? Is it other stuff? Is it expos and, and trade shows and things like that? So you look at your options, which one's right for us? How do we measure it and track stuff over time to see which one we keep and which one we stop doing, which one we scale up and all that kind of stuff. 
And then the final step in that, having mentioned scale up, is the scaling up process. So that's where you're looking back at all the stuff you're doing and saying, well, what works best for us? You know, some of our clients, they've done lots and lots of content and it's worked well and they've done their positioning and their offers and they're really strong now. They're really confident and it works well. So if they meet a potential client, the potential client is really impressed. They just go, wow, you guys are for us. We know what you do. You've got a really clear offering and we can see the benefits. We'd love to work with you. So really strong close rate. When they're in that position, then what we suggested was to move into some paid marketing. Let's start to scale it up. So for instance, we start with Google ads and get just a small pocket of keywords for their particular area and then get that running. And then we continue to optimize it. So most businesses, when they launch a an ad campaign, whether it's Google ads or something, they might send it to the homepage. Any visits, click through to the homepage of the website. Well, a bit of a waste of traffic. Let's build a separate landing page for that. Yeah, that's working pretty well, but let's make another version. And so we keep improving that. And now we've got one that just hums along beautifully and brings in leads every day. And then they go into an email conversion pipeline. So automated messages that are educating and nurturing that lead to the point where they're ready to book that call. And when they get on that call, they're very keen to talk. They know everything, they've got the answers, you know, so the sales close rate is much higher. So not only has that marketing been done on automation happening because someone typed into Google a product service, they click through to the ad, they're going, wow, this, this page is really closely aligned with my needs and pain points and stuff like that. Yes, I'm gonna share my details. Those details, i.e. the email address, feed into an email sequence that educate them about the product service and the pain points and things like that and gradually disqualify perhaps other options. You know, don't go to other companies or other places where you can get this problem fixed, go to us. So when they do go to us and book that call, the close rate's really impressive. So that's a way of scaling up. So your questions around scaling up are saying, well, have we got the foundational bits in place, the positioning, the offers, the optimization? And not only that, have we actually tested a few different things first before scaling up to the moon on something? There's no point in throwing a whole bunch of money at some sort of paid channel or hiring extra staff to produce more thought leadership and content if it's not the right channel if you haven't measured it and, and optimized it first when you've got everything humming along and it's perfectly aligned and you think yep this is systematic and going to work that's when you can go into the scaling up bit because if you think back to that vegan restaurant marketing to meat lovers and meat loving restaurant marketing to to vegans you've got to have everything lined up first before you can go and apply that budget or to the add more labor to that process. So I guess that's a long way of saying, rather than just saying, hey, how do we get more clients? Step back and drill down a bit more and ask sub questions for each of those sections. Are our positioning offers strong, clear, concise, and attractive? If so, how is our conversion set up? Are we optimized so that some of this stuff can either happen automatically or can nurture leads and things like that, or can follow up? in a systematic automated way so that you are not just constantly chasing around and hoping that people convert? Have you got that optimization stuff in place? On unpaid marketing side of things, whether that's blogs and podcasts and things like that, what are you trying? What are you doing in those regards? What are other companies, competitors doing? What do you think you could do more of or could you do better at? On the paid stuff, how do we apply some marketing budget to 
extend our reach to feed the machine now that's humming along a bit better. And then finally on the scaling stuff, how do we make this bigger? So for instance, in the tech world, if we got some funding, how would we apply our budget to this? Would we hire more people? Would we scale up certain channels? Would we add new lines, new offers, things like that? So how do we scale up? So always ask better questions and you'll get the better results. As always, if you have any questions or things you want to run by or you think maybe some of this could apply to your business, get in touch. Just go to getmorehrclients.com. All right, hope that helps. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.